Genre. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers, one sad, sad glimpse into the future at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And joining us for the final time this week is Raiden from the Anglophies podcast. Hello. Hello. It's a downer of a minute. (laughs) So many Fridays are downers. So many minutes in this. Fork you, Elrod. Right. Fork you. So many, so many minutes in this movie are downers. Well, it's you know the middle movie, the middle of a trilogy. Yeah, it's got to be. I love it. Yeah. Today we're going to be talking about minute one hundred and thirty, which starts with Elrond kind of sighing and looking away, and ends with him saying, "But you, my daughter," and we'll find out what he, the rest of that line is on Monday. The, the rest of this kind of beautiful monologue, even though it's sad. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. the the language is gorgeous. Mm. But we we have Elrond, you know, kind of... Arwen says there's still hope in the previous minute, and then Elrond's like, you know, nah. even yeah. if he <laughs> survives, he's, he's still gonna die. You know that, right? And she's just like... If Aragorn survives this war, you will still be parted. Yeah. And which... Ouch... Like, right, like, and he goes further. That's what I mean by him being so pessimistic in this. Yeah. I mean, he has plenty of reason to be pessimistic, really. But he, I mean, like... He has just watched Middle-earth slowly die. To his knowledge, though, the the ring is going according to plan. Yeah. Right? I mean, he heard from his, his gal, gal pal, uh... Galadriel. 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 <laughs> and, she, you know, she knows more than him, so. Yeah. Right. But also, like, he's sitting here watching Middle-Earth die. No, he's watching Middle-Earth change. He is one of those old men yelling at clouds, going, I don't like change, I don't like it, I don't like it, it's terrible, it means the world is going to end. Mm-hmm. Stop it. <laughs> I mean, literally, until the ring is destroyed, Middle-Earth is actually dying. I, I know, I know, but... Even he's like, well, even if he managed to do that and Middle Earth stops dying, he's still gonna have to deal with death. Yeah, yeah, her and literally everyone else. And there's gonna be no comfort for you. Really, she can't process her grief. You didn't teach her any sort of emotional coping mechanisms. Like, Clearly I, not. She's not, she's not gonna have any. Have you? Any, she's not gonna have any kids to lean on. Like, come on. Well, that's that's in the third movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah when, when she finds out he lied about that. Spoiler. Yeah. That's why I think... How, like, how does she not know? What? About babies? Yeah. Like... I don't know, maybe they have Your dad is named you. Elrond Half-Elven. Yeah. All the other elves call him Elrond Half-Elven. Maybe it's like, I don't know. Do she just... must know. She, like, grew up on, like, stories of Baron and Luthien, right? Right. It's like, hey, like, this is your great... In the book, Aragorn's first words to her are essentially, are you Luthien? <laughs> Sweet summer child. <laughs> and she's just like, that is a sad story, no. Who are you? <laughs> I... I don't know. 
My favorite part of my favorite part of this monologue, though, is the 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 part where he says, "Whether by the sword or the slow decay of time, Aragorn will die." Why is that your favorite that, part? That section, that that <laughs> that sentence, I think Elrond, like Hugo Weaving, delivers with the most impact out of a lot of this, mm. and I think part of that's the way that it's framed. I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah, it is a good line. Like it's a it's a really good line. My favorite line is when. She's standing over the, um, like the memorial to him, and Elrond says he will come to death, an image of the splendor of the kings of men in glory, undimmed before the breaking of the world. That is like some good language. <laughs> yeah, that that is. Um, Fran and Philip and Peter were talking in the commentary about how they got a letter from some random dude. Who, when they were still in pre-production, going, I'm so glad you're making the movies. Let me tell you my favorite line in all of Tolkien. And it, it was that. Yeah. That's a good... And they're like, we agree that it is a fantastic line and we will put it in our films. It's honestly surprising, though, because, like, Tolkien is not... Tolkien's not a writer. But... No, but he's a, he's a studier of epics. Yeah. So he's familiar with the structure of a lot of those phrases. Yeah, but just so he because can you're familiar it. with something doesn't mean that you I don't know. Maybe it's it's every so often there's just pearls of Yeah. He's uh he's good, good at imitating good stuff. the stuff. He's good at imitating the language of the epics because he studied them so deeply. Mm-hmm. And just the way Hugo weaving like delivers that line. It just like rolls with, off of his tongue. With gravitas. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Mm. Such such easeful gravitas. Like effortless. I Really like her morning outfit. Yeah. I like the the zoom out, and I mean, we'll see more of this on Monday. But, like, her standing next to him after it fades to being a sculpture. Mm -hmm. Like, she looks like the specter of death standing beside a tomb. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's pretty in a really morbid way. Mm -hmm. It looks like a a Baroque painting. Kind of. It's so dark and gloomy, and there's really high contrast. I like that she, um, in that shot, like, she's in the foreground, but she's not the focus. So it's literally, like, her fading away, as he says. Yeah. She will. And Aragorn's still wearing those gauntlets. Yep. Those bracers. Yeah. Carries, carries Ghost Boromir with him to his grave. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna guard, Ghost Boromir's gonna guard Ghost his Ghost Boromir's just, like, on the other side with our of Iron. <laughs> All in the exact yeah. same outfit, and he's just like, "Well, this is awkward." <laughs> Who wore it better? <laughs> Arwen, obviously. Just, just Sean Bean in like the flowing dress with the veil. <laughs> I'd see. I'd watch that. This out of context, like in context, it sucks. But like out of context, especially this minute is just like a gut punch. Yeah, it's a real downer. Yeah. I, th- there's a lot of good impact visually of showing Vigo Mortensen all gray-haired and, and Liv Tyler just still being Liv Tyler. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good impact there for, like, you know, you are an elf. He is a man. Yeah, but also, may I submit, Silver Fox Aragorn. Yeah. I know, he doesn't look... I, mean, I know he's supposed to be oh, dead, yeah. but, like, he doesn't look <laughs> nearly as wrinkly enough. Right? Is he? <laughs> is he somehow more attractive? With the silver hair. Yes. It's not somehow. It's yes. <laughs> Looks distinguished. More regal and powerful with the silver hair. 
I like his crown. Mm. Is that the same crown from Return of the King? I don't think it is. I think the crown in Return no, of the King is bigger. The, the pointies. Yeah, the, the one in Return of the King is a bigger crown. So, like, what's this crown? His death crown, I don't know. They're not going to bury him with the crown of Gondor. Well, clearly it's not actually what's going to happen. Right. It's just, like, her imagining it. Right, it's her fears based oh. on what Elrond is saying. Mm-hmm. Like, this is this is a, a manifestation of her fear and her doubt based yeah. on what Elrond is telling her. Just, yeah. like, you know, you're not going to die when he does. That's why, like, this... The themes in this, these two scenes, back-to-back, um, the... Well, not back-to-back, because we have, like, River Aragorn in the middle. But, like, Treebeard lamenting Saruman's changing, and Elrond lamenting Middle-Earth's changing in general. It's weird that one, like, they're both about change, but, like, one is framed, like, in an evil context, and one is framed in, like, yeah, this this sucks, but, like... It's reasonable. Right, it's framed in, like, a neutral perspective context. Yeah. Just like, this is just how it is. And it's, I mean, clearly those themes are from the book, too, because Tolkien is just like, yeah, we gotta go back to nature and stuff, but also, like, the the ingenuity and perseverance of men is, like, goes directly against that. Yeah. I think it's interesting that, like, Elrond doesn't say these lines with, like, malice, it's just pessimism. Like he's not saying... Yeah, he's, he's presenting it as fact. Yeah. He's not He's not saying it maliciously. He's not He's not even looking at her when he's saying it. Mm-hmm. He's just I like, this is what's malicious. gonna happen. I think the intent is malicious, but the delivery... Yeah. The delivery is just like, hey, this is a thing that's gonna happen, sucks, I guess. He's just, <laughs> Hugo Weaving just has a very matter-of-fact way of speaking in general. So whenever he breaks that pattern, it really sticks out in movies that he's been in. I think this monologue, especially because we're not looking at him, is the most, like, V for Vendetta Elrond gets, almost. That's some of his best, like, voice work in a movie. Oh, yeah. It's definitely in V for Vendetta. Mm -hmm. Because he's given so many complicated sentences that happen so fast to work with. Mm -hmm. But, like, this this is so... There's a lot of powerful imagery in this monologue. Yeah. And this is, you know... In many ways, Elrond is a fallen king. His kingdom is breaking before him and there's nothing he can do. Like, I have I have to save what I can of my people. And but then, like, he gives Aragorn crap for not stepping up and trying to reclaim his kingdom. And that's exactly what he's doing here. He's, like, stepping down and being like, eh, sucks. The time of elves is past. The time of elves is past. Because Elrond, I mean, we've talked about this before a little, I guess maybe in more detail in a couple of episodes, but what Elrond and Galadriel know and what elves kind of know is that once the ring is destroyed, the magic of the elven rings can no longer protect their realm. Mm -hmm. Their realms will wane like the rest of Middle-earth has. They will no longer be as, you know, full of splendor or wonder. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, the elves, I mean, it's kind of implied that without the magic of the Elven Rings protecting their realms and having realms like this to live in, the elves will themselves fade. That's what kind of is the implication. Without the magic in the world currently holding those places together, mm-hmm. the the fire of Eru that allows elves to be immortal will go out. Okay. So Arwen would eventually die. Right. But not in Valinor. 
Right. In Valinor, they'll live forever. But he's saying, like, sh- They'll live forever into what, exactly? Just like, chill. <laughs> just chill? That sounds like a very boring, immortal existence. Yeah. They just hang out with God? But, like, he's Play saying, some ultimate look, frisbee with, with Tolkis? He's... <laughs> Oh my god. Just like the broiest of the Valar. Yeah. <laughs> but like, he's saying here, I mean, it, it goes into the next minute. He says, you will linger on. That's not that's right. not necessarily true. If the magic leaves the world, she will eventually die. Right. But like, he's not telling Arwen that on purpose. Like, he's not telling yeah, Arwen that's that. emotional manipulation. Yeah, that's where the malicious part comes in. Right. He is absolutely being malicious. Just because you're not saying, like, huh, I'm literally twisting my mustache doesn't make it not malicious. Right. Right. It's not said in a malicious way. He's just, he's manip- he is manipulating yeah. her. Oh, totally. Because he wants the outcome that he wants. He wants his daughter to go to heaven with him. Not cool, dad. Not cool. Grumpy dad. <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's grumpy, uncle. This minute is gorgeous for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, yes. the it's visually stunning, but, like, what it, the reason that the images are on the screen is right. not as great. Like, this, this scene starts, and in the commentary, I think it's Barry Osborne, is just like, this is the most beautiful scene in the trilogy. And he's not wrong, but also, <laughs> Elrond is just full of bullshit, right? We say bull Thank spit good- in this household. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, The Good Place, for helping me with my podcast. <laughs> also, everyone should watch The Good Place. <clears throat> Undimmed before the breaking of the world is good. It's so good. That I really like that transition of like the, like the funeral, like the wake transitioning into the sculpture. Into the effigy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That transition, you know, maybe some people think it's a little hokey, but I think it, it's really effective. I like it. I don't think it's hokey. No, it's not hokey. It's just a fade over. Yeah. It's effective. Yeah. Works. And the fact that she's still standing there, like, in the second part of this this vision, this mm-hmm. imagination, like, really sells the line that finishes on Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, they got some really good fabric for her veil. Yeah. yeah, I really do, though. I think it's it's really interesting how she kind of looks like a spirit in that shot. Mm-hmm. Like, when it zooms out and she's still standing there, like she looks like a ghost. She looks like a ghost you'd see in the corner of, of a paint, of like a, a gothic painting. Yeah, because mm-hmm. she has no place anymore. Yeah, right? She'll be the last elf. That's yeah. what Elrond is trying to tell her will happen. You'll just but the Mirkwood elves don't leave. Right. They Just stay go put. Hang out with Tariel or whatever. <laughs> but the Mirkwood elves, you know, given the history of Middle Earth and how Middle Earth supposedly becomes our modern world, the the elves of Mirkwood eventually just cease to be. Or they just stop being immortal and just become human. Right. Which is also what Elrond doesn't want. Men are weak. Why though? Like, I mean, he he says that, but like he he's from the line of men, and also he like chose. He could have kicked Aragorn out. So, like, here's another thing that might make Elrond bitter about the whole, like, mortality versus immortality thing. I believe it's his, like, he chose to remain an immortal elf, but I believe that his, I think it's his brother or his uncle is the elf that chose to become mortal and was the first king of Numenor. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So that might also add to his bitterness towards the race of men. Oh. 
Man, Elrond just doesn't like choices or agency. Yeah. So like, right? But like his his I think it I think it's his I think it's his brother. It might be his uncle that uh he chose to be mortal and then you know he died. So he also never got to be all that close with them after that choice was made. So he's already lost family to this choice between mortality and immortality in his family. But like, how is it just his family? As far as I kind of can gather from stuff, it's like just Elrond's line that can do this because of the, because of of what Arendil did. Oh. Because of Arendil the Mariner. Because of his service to Middle-earth. To the Valar. Well, that's lucky that Aragorn fell for, like, literally the only elf that could choose to become mortal. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, this is a choice, this is a, this is a gift that was given to Arendil's line. But Elrond clearly sees it as a curse. Right. Clearly. Because it's weird that he has this, this, like, twisted, um, perception of death i guess because in the silmarillion it's framed like men are given the gift of mortality right like, they're but not when... tied to the earth they can just do whatever and then right. just be fine but would an immortal elf really understand that this like the greater cosmological context that this is a gift i mean men don't understand that it's a gift right but i'm saying like i mean he's been around for like millions of years well, not millions, but he's what, been around a long time. Galadriel's been around for millions. Galadriel's been around. I think Galadriel's like one hundred and fifty thousand years old or something. He's been around for a long ass time, Norman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he knows some stuff. Yeah, especially but he's forgotten a lot of stuff. Yeah, elves never forget. Especially if like no. Arundel was explicitly told, like, "Oh, here's a gift." Right, like this is something that your family will be able to do. Yeah, your family's given the choice. Elrond's just being selfish. Yes, and he like. I mean, he's he's bitter that his family became the kings of Numenor, and look what happened there. Yeah. Like, that's why Isildur is also, like, his nephew. What? Oh, my God. Just, like, he really... He so many disappointing nephews. Yeah. <laughs> he is the most disappointed uncle. <laughs> it's kind of insulting that he... Yeah, losing a loved one sucks, but, like, in this monologue, he also is kind of implying that, like, Arwen is so reliant on Aragorn that she, like, will have nothing, like, literally nothing after he dies. Right. Mm-hmm. You clearly have no coping skills because I didn't teach you any. How would you have gotten them any other way? <laughs> right. And I didn't do my job as a dad so that I would be able to control you for the next hundred million years. Mm-hmm. It's just Elrond being a dick. And just yeah. disrespecting yeah. his daughter. Yeah. Yes! This is how not to be a immortal dad. <laughs> how not to dad <laughs> by Elrond. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's like the greater context of like the Elrond being upset about this. That makes sense, but it's still crappy. Yeah, it's understandable, but not good. Yeah, yeah, it's it's understandable, but not excusable. Right. Like I'm I'm sympathetic to like why you feel this way, but that doesn't make you make you right. Right. I don't know if I there's like. More of it bleeds into next Monday, so yeah, it's difficult. But did you have anything else? No. <laughs> I know it's. No. I know it's. Elrond is worst dad. I know it's not Nazgul. But... No, Den- Denethor is worst dad, but Elrond gives him a gives him a run run at the crown. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Denethor is worst dad. <laughs> Den- Denethor blatantly wants to see one of his children murdered. <laughs> I don't know if it's blatant, but it's all. It's like. Everything but. 
he would rather set himself on fire and jump off a cliff than let Fer- <laughs> than let Faramir live. That's all right. Yeah, worst dad award. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be. Then, then even entertain the hope that Faramir is alive. He would rather set himself on fire and jump off a cliff. That is gonna be a scene to talk about. Ah. <laughs> uh. But yeah, thanks for joining us this week. I know it's not Nazgul, but we got to yell at Elrond, so that's fine. <laughs> not a Nazgul, and it's not quite the moment I, minutes I thought I was requesting, but these are pretty solid. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> we'll get you on for Nazgul next time, I promise. <laughs> no, it's fine. Balrog's all gone. And... Hey, there's there's Witch King in the third one. No, that's right. Anyway, this has been a fun week. Yay! Yay. Yay! <laughs> Where can our listeners find you on the interwebs? They can find me on the Twitters at RedheadedGirl, where you will find random observations, yelling about politics, romance, yelling about politics, <laughs> and the occasional nerdy history deep dive. Uh, you can find me on the Anglophies podcast, talking about pop culture and feminism, and on that book was bonkers, talking about historical books and the bonkersness thereof. Nice. I'm going to check that one out because most of the books that you listed, I'm just like, yep, that book is pretty nuts. That book is ridiculous. <laughs> yep, so is that one. <laughs> and we are from the website DuelingGenre.com. Check us out there. Check out MoviesByMinutes.com for all your Movies by Minutes needs. Get a feed that addiction. Right. Special thanks to our Patreon associate producer Ed Foster. I hope everyone has a better mon or a better weekend than Arwen's having right now. And uh, we'll be back on Monday to uh, get the rest of the scene. Bye. Bye. Bye.